0: Welcome to to the Dirty
1: Sports
0: Podcast.
2: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey No Chill Prano.
3: Oh, hello, Andy.
2: Ah, uh, coming in cold.
3: Afternoon pod. Afternoon pod.
2: Let's go. So technology's come a long way. I thought I hit live. I did not. Now, on the screen is a big thing that says live. In the past, we'd have someone like Trevor thinking we were live, but we didn't have a big screen in front of us. We just yeah. had the red button. Yeah. So I'm just saying, technology is a wonderful thing.
3: You can, no, no matter how dumb an intern is, they wouldn't be able to mess it up with this big red live button. <laughs>
2: And speaking, (laughs) speaking of technology, all of our shows are, I should, excuse me, all of, yeah, all of the shows have full video on Spotify now. All our episodes now have Spotify
3: video option.
2: So you can watch us on Spotify. A lot of compliments on that. So thanks guys for that. And we've always been obviously live on YouTube. But if you're a Spotify
3: user now, you can watch it, which means when we show clips, you can reference it via your Spotify video. Yeah.
2: Again, look at the technology. Look at
3: that. You know, listen, we've talked about Apple Music versus Spotify. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Apple Music guy and an Apple Podcasts separate app guy. But look at Spotify coming in with video and audio in one place. Nice play by them.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, maybe win some people over. You know, yeah. they are they are big in the podcast world. That's what they're trying to make their mark. Spotify, or so I, or so I read, Joe. That's what I've seen. But we have a full show. We're going to dedicate about two hours to the women's final four, the women's championship
3: <laughs> game. So uh, exactly. 22 hours less than ESPN has devoted to, toward it in the last, since
2: the game ended brilliant marketing from like a marketing standpoint. Like you said, last episode, just pushing it out there and having a record breaking tournament by this Caitlin Clark for the record did not watch a single second. And I'm not here to say like, Oh, I hate women's basketball. It's none of that. I just, Didn't watch a second full disclosure before we talk our three minutes on the women's
3: tournament. I watched, um, I would say equal amounts of the men's and women's basketball this weekend. I watched the basically since baseball started. I I mean, I watched the Mets every day, including today when they got their shit pushed in Um, and every day watch the game and then, you know, you're sitting around, you're watching baseball, you turn it off. All right, what's on? So I, it was on Saturday. I turned off the Mets game ended and I was like, what's going on on the, you know, what else is on the tube and turned on the San Diego state who do they play FAU game. And there was like, Four minutes left.
2: Or good good like that. time to put it on, though. Five minutes left.
3: Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to give that caller from last episode the benefit of the doubt here. I'll watch the college basketball. And I was like, yes, I don't like this. But I was like, it is a good game, so we'll see how it ends. Obviously, it ends on a buzzer beater. Okay. That was a nice five minutes of college basketball gameplay.
2: Did you know the fact on that? The fact was no team has won. From behind in the final four on a buzzer beater, ever. That's an interesting ever. one. Ever. You
3: know, in the final four round. In the final four round. Or beyond?
2: No, just in, in the final, final four round. Like, okay. No one's been from behind and won at the buzzer. On so a there's game been a, maybe
3: shot. a tie game at somebody yeah. made one at the buzzer.
2: Never been cool.
3: behind. Cool. Um, and it, and you know what? I mean, the sh- that shot went in, and therefore – the rule in basketball, the shot went in. Therefore, it is a good shot. It's like Bill Parcells. You are what your record is. But as I was watching, I was like, well, this is the end of every college basketball game I've ever watched. This guy got the ball, a bunch of time left, dribbled to the corner, put himself in a horrible position. Absolutely no play called. Started dribbling back out, pulled up, hit the shot. I was like, wow.
2: I thought it was a decent shot, though. I, You know, of all the looks, like as far as a look.
3: Sure, absolutely. But it was also like you guys didn't call a timeout. They had one, which I like. I actually like the not calling a timeout because you don't let the defense get set up. But also, this is what you came up with? Drive baseline, get caught, like panic jumper for the, for for the for a chance to go to the championship game?
2: Yeah. No, uh, I thought the same thing watching it, and then I was like, wow, okay, he got a fair look.
3: And then Sunday, watching the Mets game, Mets game ends, and um, I was on Twitter, and the entire world had overnight become Iowa Hawkeye fans. And so everybody, everybody, not just the typical people who spend their whole lives complaining about the refs, but everybody was complaining about bas- college basketball refereeing yesterday. And uh, so I was like, what the hell's going on in this game? And I put the game on and then I went through, you know, some some tweets about the things that were called technicals and the things that weren't called technicals and how. But what was amazing is I was like, man, this must really be affecting this game. And then I turned it on and um, Iowa was down like 25 and I was like, oh, I don't think they made 75 bad calls all for LSU in this game (laughs) that made it a severe blowout. But.
2: Here we are. I was more concerned about the outfit. I I didn't. I wasn't on Twitter till later last night, and then I was looking at their coach, uh, Kim Mulkey from LSU. Ridiculous. She, I mean, you seeing, know, you know what she's dressed. You remember The Price is Right? Yeah. Remember the announcer? Yes. Didn't he absolutely. wear clothes? Didn't he wear clothes like that? Yeah. yeah. That's right. He reminded me of The Price is Right guy. Yeah. So so here's my question, like like to keep it like. Like legit sports question on this, because I, I didn't watch the game, so I can't really talk about. It. But like, would that not be just? Dis- it, clearly, it wasn't. I would feel that would be distracting for your players. Like, we're trying to focus in the game, and uh, I mean, the game is being played in a sold out football
3: stadium. I think there were some distractions if they if they you know
2: where were they playing?
3: Play. They were playing in Houston at NRG. Oh, the- oh, no, I or maybe are they Dallas. somewhere? That's where the that's where the men's final was. Yeah, yeah, the men's whatever. It's either way. It's someplace huge. You know what I mean? It's not like it's happening in a gym. I think it was Dallas. I don't think it was Dallas because they had a. Or maybe who knows?
2: I love how we just we we have no clue. I don't
3: care. I can't express that enough. People were like, but Caitlin Clark might go on to be this. It was Dallas.
2: It was uh, American Airlines Center where the Mavs play. Okay. I can promise you as
3: much as you guys want to pretend that you're going to follow Caitlin Clark into the WNBA and watch her games. I can assure you you're not. It happens in the summer. It happens after basketball season is over. They're not. If they were playing, if they were playing the NBA finals, and between Game 6 and Game 7, they had the Game 7 of the WNBA, like they do for college basketball, you might check in. I promise you, you guys are not going to follow this. Everybody, the world's biggest Caitlin Clark fan all of a sudden.
2: Here's a great question on that. Will that, because again, women's college basketball does pretty good ratings. It does far higher than the WNBA. It always has. Yeah. Will that be the highest rated game that Caitlin Clark plays in. Oh, take the Olympics out. Cause I don't know what the Olympics is. I'm saying for WNBA, will that be the highest rate in most- America? In America. For sure. For sure. That'll be the most watched game for her. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I, I did find it funny how everybody cared so much. And today, they're like, remember, remember when I cared? It's almost like a fad. You're like, remember when I cared? Remember when I, I cared mean, that's, about why
3: that. t- that's why I tweeted yesterday because my my timeline was going crazy. I mean, you're seeing like Rich Eisen tweet about and like people, Nick Wrights like tweeting about it and you're like, guys, I, I tweeted. I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry that your guys' one day of college basketball fandom didn't go the way that apparently you all were hoping it would. Like, sorry for your loss. Like, you guys went from zero to a million in three seconds. Everyone woke up and was like, hey, championship game for the men's not till tomorrow. Should I I be super passionate about women's college basketball today and today only?
2: Well, I think that could be another blowout, to be honest. I just look, UConn's seven-point favorites, but the way they're mowing down teams, I I think it has a – it's one of those games – Like tonight, I'll be casually watching, but I just think they could, they could blow it out if, if San Diego State doesn't stay within reach, like in the first 10 minutes. I think that could get ugly. And then, uh, and then UConn could win again, which I still can't believe they would, dude, they would win. If UConn wins, that'll be their fifth title, which puts them right up there with Duke. For all those six, for all that success this isn't a knock at all duke has five titles this would be yukon's fifth title since 1999 like that's well you know to to, to like and that seems seems
3: crazy because the way it, duke is held uh you know sort of as like the elite college basketball program and yukon isn't mentioned that way but what's crazy is like why is duke either you know what i mean like we're not talking about north carolina's big state school that like michael jordan went to and james worthy went to and all these people like duke is also like duke and yukon it's it's almost crazy that either of them are what they are in college basketball
2: yeah it goes UCL. i'm looking at it right now ucla has 11 titles kentucky eight north carolina six duke and indiana five kansas yukon four nova three Which, I don't know, it just shows, like, nobody runs away with that. Although UCLA did in the 60s and 70s, back when our guy Bill Walton was playing. I don't think they've won since the O'Bannon brothers. Right. Can you imagine Bill Walton meeting the O'Bannon brothers? I'm sure he's met the O'Bannon brothers. While on mushrooms. Yeah,
3: (laughs) yeah. He'd be like, thank God you guys are not identical. Thank God I can sort of tell you apart. Charles, Ed, Ed, Charles. I've closed my eyes. I can still see Ed. Looks slightly different.
2: Oh, man.
3: Yeah, man. You both look like players on my NCAA college basketball game on Sega Genesis. Have you thought about suing them lately? (laughs) You were number 31 and you were 13, but I knew who you were supposed to be. They even pixelated you a little
2: darker, Charles. That's right, man. I forgot. Yeah. They were the.
3: They're the reason we don't have college NCAA college football 2023 or whatever it was uh, or college basketball or any of those EA college ones.
2: Did you see what Charles Barkley said last week or a week ago? He he thinks, and I've seen some of this stuff. He thinks like he said the the, the NIL thing is gonna be so oh, yeah. out of there's gonna be like twenty only twenty teams that can compete to win a yeah. title.
3: I told you, said it on 60 minutes, Andy.
2: You told me? I did tell you that. Dude, I've forgotten so much stuff since I had a kid.
3: You're like, you're you're like, did you hear this? I'm like, yeah, I I said it to you. You told me. Yeah. Did I tell you? I I also told you to watch the interview, and then he could have told it to you too.
2: Did I tell you what happened to me at Kroger a few weeks ago? No. It's the most dad, new dad thing ever. I go to Kroger like Sunday morning to pick up a few things.
3: This let me guess: your wife goes, we need this one thing, sends you to Kroger, you come back with twenty things. The one thing you forget is the one thing she
4: sent you for.
2: No, no, it's not that. So. I go through the self-checkout, but the one that has the conveyor belt because there's only one open you know where you put push the groceries on and then, then you bag it at the end. I just f- completely forget to pay like my brain lack of sleep is real just completely f- I bag my groceries not that much probably but it like- means you scan them all scan them all. they goes through the conveyor belt, bag them, bag them, walk out. Don't even pay. I'm in the parking lot and I just hear somebody go, excuse me, sir. And I turn around and I'm holding a bunch of bags. Like I didn't even, I wasn't prepared. Oh, I didn't have a cart. I just said here, excuse me, sir. You didn't pay for your groceries. And I turn around and I'm like, oh, sorry. And then he was an older guy too. And he was, he was kind of chuckling and he said, you clearly weren't trying to steal because you took your time and I was watching you. And you just kind of seem a little glazed. And I said, I have a one month old. He's like, that explains it. And I was like, that was, that was the first like one month lack of sleep. Just bagging my groceries at Kroger. I'm doing it
3: every time I go to the supermarket now. I'm just going (laughs) to use that, that plan. (laughs) I saw, I saw a video of a guy on, on, uh, on, I think it was on Instagram reels. And he was like, parked in like a fire lane or something like that. And some guy pulls up next to him and he's like screaming. I was like, you're in the fucking lane. And he's like, I'm sorry. I just came out to my parents. I told them I'm gay. And the guy's like, I'm sorry. And he just like laughed. And I was like, what, what
2: was it? Real. or Was just, it a,
3: a bit? I think he was kidding. I think it was a bit. But I'm not sure. But either way, I was like, why should that work? You're still parked like a dipshit. I don't care if you're a gay, straight, or bi-LGBTQ dipshit. Don't park in the fire lane, bro. He
2: said I'm gay, and he got away with it.
3: (laughs) Yeah. But I'm going to start using, I have a one-month-old.
2: Oh, yeah, this guy didn't even care. I mean, obviously, I went back and I paid.
3: I would have been like, I'm sorry, I have a one-month-old. And then you'd be like, my one-month-old, and just sprint to your car. (laughs)
2: They have a picture of me at every Kroger in greater Cincinnati. Like this guy's going to use the dad excuse.
3: Yeah. Just put an empty like car seat on top of your roof, the roof of your car. People just think you're driving around the
2: baby the whole time.
3: (laughs) What is there not a baby in there anymore? I got to go. I'll come back and pay for this.
2: It is crazy. The things you could get away with. I think using stuff like that. Yeah. I know. I won the guy over though, because then when I went to pay, I have a Darth Vader uh check card. Did you know that? No. <laughs> I of my visa check card is Darth Vader. Yeah. Like that's the nerdiest Star Wars thing I've probably ever done. And then he was like, Oh, Star Wars fat. Like it, I, it I, right.
3: I would have pictured you for a R2 D2 guy. No, oh, man. Vader.
2: He was like, he was like, Have you seen the latest Mandalorian? Me and my, he's like me and my brother, we watch it religiously. And I want to be like, I am assuming you still live with your brother. You might be 50, but I think you still live with your brother. I bet this guy has uh, collectibles too. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Found mine in the last few months, not keeping them though. What do you mean? I'm going to clean out my parents' basement and all my old star Wars figures. I think my brother took them. They have to be in pristine condition. I think that's... To to sell them? Yeah, to be worth stuff. Yeah. I think that's the same way with cards. But you're not keeping them? Why aren't you keeping them? I think my brother might be keeping them. Oh, okay.
5: Somebody's keeping them.
2: Yeah, I didn't want to mess with it. Like, do you have old baseball cards?
3: My bro... Like, all of mine got shoved (laughs) to Mikey and and therefore passed down to my nephew.
2: Oh, that's cool.
3: Yeah. what does he have so so somewhere my my nephew has you know the billy ripkin fuck face card he's got uh he's got the cal ripkin signed cal ripkin like one of five we got in a pack he's got a bunch of michael jordan north carolina coca-cola cards he's got and you know what mikey will probably listen to this and be like he doesn't have them i have them (laughs) but uh we had a bunch of stuff we have like uh we have a couple of mets we had we had a mets hat signed by the 86 team we have a game worn tim tuffle hat signed we had a game worn somebody else's hat signed um we've got a couple baseballs signed by big team i think we have a yogi Berra signed ball damn um yeah got a lot we the good collectibles back in the day and then me and my brother were like into collecting full sets so like all those rookie cards that were valuable for a minute like the Griffey rookie we probably have i probably have 10 of them
2: the upper deck one was worth worth money
3: yeah I bet you I've I bet you I have 10 of those. Um, I bet you I have, you know, a bunch of like because my era was like 86, 87. So it's a lot of like Barry Bonds rookies, Mark McGuire rookie.
2: Um did you know about the the hidden Ken Jr. upper deck? Card? Uh I don't know. It's called the uh it, it's like a knockoff, it's the upper decker, and it's it's a picture of a rookie King Griffey Jr. taking a dump in a toilet. <laughs>
3: I can picture so many of the cards. The Nolan Ryan of that same year, he's throwing a football. Um,
2: dude, cards used to be cool, man.
3: Yeah, the the Frank Thomas, I think it was, uh, maybe it was a Fleer set or one one of them was like a big deal for a while. So then we we had a bunch of those sets. Yeah, that's all. Mikey's got them all. But w- it was funny. We kept them in like Tupperwares and like cases. Like so, some at some point, you know. Mikey discovered him and he's got it with all his other collectibles, like his unopened Spice Girls dolls and GI Joes and shit like that. Like do you eventually sell those or do you just hold on to them? Oh, Mikey's the kind of guy where that's
2: like, he'll never sell them. His basement's just full of that shit. So he's like Andy from 40 year old virgin. Yeah.
3: Not quite as aggressive, but yeah, very similar. The Spice Girls thing is weird.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, if you had him opened and he was, like, into him. Oh, he,
3: I mean, but that was the thing. He had, he got two of each. He got a play doll and a, 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 a collectible. Did you guys just rag on him nonstop? Yeah, but he owned it. It's, like, one of those things where you can't, like, it's you, you can't do anything. If he's, like, walking, he's like, yeah, man, I love him. He's walking around in t shirt t-shirt. You're like, bro. And he's like, yeah, dude way into it like okay
2: (laughs) yeah if you own it you really can't bust the balls too hard so I think I have this call correctly I don't know we got a baseball call I'm gonna get to off the bat and I and I thought about this we'll play the call I thought about this I saw some people talking about this as well now with the pitch clock and the quicker games I think let me let me pull this up I didn't load it earlier I forgot but I think this is the call
1: Hey, Joe and Andy, this is Jim from Pasadena. Just wanted to uh, ask a baseball question, but also first give a shout-out to uh, Mr. Tug Coker. I took my girlfriend uh, to Esther's yesterday after a Mets meetup over in Santa Monica and uh, tweeted at Tug that I was saying that way. And he proceeded to uh, tweet back at me, gave me a call uh treated us very nicely even though he wasn't there so just great service great place highly recommend everyone checking out Esther's and again big thank you to tug uh very nice on the phone really cool to get a call from him so great experience appreciate it um the uh, question i have not sure if it's already been covered but with the pitch clock and essentially making the game shorter does there is there any worry about the loss in ad revenue from TV commercials, and even concession stands. Because I'm just assuming when I sit in three hours of traffic to get to Dodger stadium, which is eight miles away from me, I'm going to have even less time to drink some beer before they, uh, they cut it off. So it seems like an odd move when all they care about is money, supposedly. Uh, I'm curious if you guys uh, have any thoughts on it. It's already been covered. Don't worry about it. All right. Thanks again, guys. Love the podcast. Stay dirty. And thanks again, Tug.
2: Great plug for Esther's right there.
3: Great plug. Also, did he say a Mets meetup yeah, in he said Santa it's Monica?
2: That's what he said.
3: So, I thought what? you were there. I just
2: assumed you were there.
3: No, I wasn't there. I was I I I, I, thought, I, you, up,
2: I thought you were set. I, I thought you set it up.
3: No. Uh, I I watched the Mets game. I watched Mets opening day at Barney's here uh, on Santa Monica Boulevard because I didn't know where to go to watch a game. Because there used to be a Mets you you were, we talked about it the fourth and Jane used to be the bar that you go to now closed where dude you're in Pasadena Slide in my dms where's where are people Mets meeting up because I need to be a part of this I I was very not happy with my opening day situation also good to know we have um good to know we have LA listeners it, it's going to make me do another thing before we get to answering his question which is um I'm fostering a gigantic. You could probably even see him if I tilted my thing down, Andy. There, uh, go the other way. Look at that. Look at that beast. A gigantic dog, Jack. He's a great Dane. If anybody in the LA area or in Southern California is interested in adopting a gigantic great Dane, I have a, I have a really nice one. Check out my Instagram story. He could today. eat Roscoe. He or she. Oh, my God. He could eat me. He's.
2: I bet you he's pushing 200 pounds. Damn. I just texted you that Dirtball's Twitter handle so you can message him.
3: Right on. Yeah, well, I just need a place to watch Mets games because I, I was desperate the other day, and I was just like, where is this going to be? I was thinking about I was thinking about going on Reddit and becoming the Mets LA guy and being like, I'll, t- I'll handle this. We'll find a place. Um. But great Esther's plug. And absolutely, one of the first things that I thought of, When I was watching my first Mets game of the season with the pitch clock, which was Mm -hmm. like, you know, you know, the typical thing like, Oh, you cut off in the, the, the seventh inning. We got, we got to abolish that rule. We got to abolish the end of the seventh, no more beers rule. Because the idea is they want to give you some time to like sober up, maybe if you're going to drive home, but which f- is hilarious for the record. First of all,
2: hilarious. <laughs> like you drink all game. Hey, but if you stop an inning and a half before it ends, right, right. It, also, can-
3: now the innings are shorter, so now we're going to stop what, like, 14 minutes before the game ends.
2: You know what? That's the equivalent. That's the equivalent, like when you were in high school or in college, and your buddy would be like, "I'm cool to drive. I had a glass of water." You're like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're cool. Yeah, yeah, you've been drinking for 12 hours. You had that glass of water. Totally cool."
3: I'm almost like, I think we should extend this. You know, I think you should be able to drink till the end of the game now. And and like they start guys on second base in extra innings, maybe they don't serve any more cans. It's only drafts, but you can only get half glasses in extra innings, (laughs) start guys on second base. But one thing is for sure, like they're absolutely going to lose money on, the concessions are absolutely going to lose money on beer as compared to last year. Now, I guess theoretically you could pay people for less hours, but I got to imagine those concession people aren't getting paid by the hour anyway.
2: Well, they probably are, but trust me, the margins, the margins that they get on those draft beers is so high. I I, I bet you, I wouldn't be shocked. No lie. If they sell beer for let's say twelve bucks, I bet you cost them a buck. If oh, that, yeah. like like oh, it's I'll, I'll, dude, no way less than a buck. You're probably right. You're probably, probably right. Like, five cents a beer. Like I, I don't know about that, but like like I, I don't know. I would love to actually talk to somebody in the food and beverage business because the margins are going to be so if
3: you're high. buying if you're buying true uh, kegs by the by, by like a truckload for eighty-one games. I mean, you, you there's beverage barns where you can go, or like a whatever, like a a, a a wholesaler where you can get you can get a keg of beer for like eighty bucks. Imagine how much that c- gets cut if you're buying them. If you're buying fifty kegs at a time. Hmm.
2: I'm try Like I'm actually curious. Not to mention,
3: Andy, when you go to
2: Dodger Stadium,
3: it's a Montejo-sponsored. When you go to this ballpark, it's Miller-sponsored. When you go to St. Louis, it's Anheuser. It's a Busch Stadium.
2: Okay, so here's an article from 2005, very old. And it's Tampa Bay Times talking about, you know, a, a beer. Again, 2005. We're talking almost 20 years ago. Cost them 60 cents a beer on what they would sell for $6. And again, that's 20 years ago.
3: I would, I wouldn't even be like, would you be that surprised if the stadium, like we just talked about it, but like, if you go to, if you go to Dodge stadium, like they're pushing Montejo on you, you know what I mean? They're pushing Budweiser on you. They're pushing Miller on you at, in Milwaukee or whatever. Would you be that surprised to find out the Dodgers don't even pay for Montejo? That's just like, that's free. They're allowed to sell it and they'll provide them with the thing. That's just part of the advertising budget.
2: Well, that would surprise me. I think they they gotta be in some sort of kickback. But yeah, the, I mean, the mar, it's like the best margin ever, right? And, and alcohol always is. That's why when you go to a comedy club, it's a two drink minimum. They're not seeing their profit on food.
3: Yeah. Extend it to the ninth inning.
2: I like that. I never thought about the, the seventh inning stretch. Now, what do they do for football? I, you know, I'm so far removed since I haven't drank in. I don't know. It might be fourth quarter. I
3: don't know if these are like laws. I don't know if these are like stadium rules. I don't know if it's one of those things where you know, mothers against drunk driving are giving. I don't. know. Who knows.
2: My dad was not a fan of them. <laughs> Mothers against drunk driving. One of the one of the bad Walt Luther takes. <laughs> show, show your real colors, Dad, because you you want to have a few beers at the game and drive yeah. home. All right, they're crazy. I don't know about that one, Dad. But uh, yeah, I, that's I why did- there's
3: no fathers against drunk driving. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, it's a good point, though. Yeah. Right, I uh, I never thought about that. So I until I saw some tweets and then this call though, like it's a good point. It I don't know, man. I, you would you would think they thought this through though. You would you would think the owners thought this through. Well, I
3: think that what they're again we've talked about this fifty times at this point in the last couple months, but they're. What they're stupidly thinking is whatever they'll lose in in sales, they'll make up for in selling less to more people because more people are going to love baseball. Now that it's two hours and 45 minutes instead of three hours and five minutes, there's nothing that drives people away from a sport. Like those extra 20 minutes after you fought two and a half hours in Dodgers traffic to get there and the two and a half hours to get out of the parking lot to go home. There's nothing like your nine-hour round trip. You need that game a little bit shorter.
2: Yeah. I know. It is. I don't know. It's crazy because when you made that decision to go, especially to go to a game, time is never usually a factor. No matter the sporting event, you've made a conscious decision. I'm going to a game, right? What's going to be bigger in 2040, Major League Baseball or Pickleball?
3: Probably Pickleball. I wouldn't be surprised if Pickleball is our national pastime by then. Have you played Pickleball? I've actually never played. I have not played Pickleball. I have played paddle tennis, which I quite enjoy. I'm not a big racket sport guy. I was terrible at tennis in the few times I played tennis. I was just Tom Hanks in basketball party hitting dingers. And, um, but I liked paddle tennis. and I liked racquetball, but I have not played pickleball. It does look fun though. It does look
2: fun. So they it had this fun
3: because it looks like it's paddle tennis meets wiffle ball.
2: Basically they had this pickleball slam Andre Agassi and Andy Roddick versus John McEnroe, and Michael Chang.
3: Now, just on, let me ask you something, Andy, just on um, personalities alone, who, you know, cause this isn't, this certainly isn't a Caitlin Clark LSU situation where suddenly everybody for some reason really liked Caitlin Clark, which, which, uh, which duo do you
2: lean toward there? Well, I don't know much about Andy Roddick. Okay. Wasn't he married to Brooklyn Decker? That's who he's married to.
3: I think so. I don't know if he still is, but I think
2: he is. And he dated that, uh, they dated Andy Moore, didn't he, too? That's very possible. Okay. So I don't know much about Andy Roddick. I didn't like Agassi when I was into tennis. I was a Sampras guy. Yeah. You can see that. Mr.
3: Veronica Vaughn.
2: Yeah. My mom used to crush on Agassi, which is hilarious to think. Like, that was your crush. She really liked his wigs. (laughs) and he was on meth at the time which he's confessed yeah mullet and meth a little different than walt ruther i guess i guess it's uh the opposite um i don't know much about chang either he had the reebok
3: pumps though your dad was a member of fa which is fathers against andre Agassi.
2: I just remember seeing a match with Agassi in Cincinnati. It's actually a pretty big open here. I forget what it's called. I don't even know anymore. Anyway, it's like a big tennis tournament, and I remember her telling me, like, she's like, "Oh, I think he's like, I think he's cute." And I was like, probably nine or ten. I was like, "Oh, Agassi, interesting." But uh, anyway, I don't know. I don't know who I'd root for here. Well, but as a New
3: Yorker, as a New Yorker and a Mets fan, obviously, I would be. T- I'm Team Mackenrow. Sure. And hell yeah, bring Michael Chang along.
2: So they played. Um, so this is the clip that I saw. I saw this. I mean, dude, these guys are good. I mean, look at this.
3: Well, the, this is the the thing with pickleball is when you watch people play pickleball, everybody looks good. <laughs> I mean, obviously these guys have, uh, you know, insane world class racket ability. But if you want, you can watch. You can see clips of like literally anybody playing pickleball you're like man this game is crazy but like look at this look at these volleys man
2: like for McEnroe to hit that back so this was for a million dollars
3: sure you i I don't know you tell me
2: yeah so i saw that same clip
3: and then i saw McEnroe obviously leaning into his attitude problem when he did some sort of foot fault and he did the whole McEnroe thing
2: so yes yeah, for a million dollars
3: it didn't there wasn't a lot of tweets about macro's classless behavior
2: but you know so he was a little before my time too he like I don't know I just know him being like as a very young kid him just screaming yeah but the the popularity of this all these athletes who Tom Brady Kevin Durant those are just two off the top of my head. Aren't a lot of these guys investing now? If I know those are. I mean, it's I,
3: blowing up. No doubt I know doubt those about two it. guys are. No doubt sure. about it. It's blowing up.
2: Or is this the next crypto?
3: <laughs> yeah, it's possible.
2: <laughs> and, it, and it just all fails. It looks fun. Sure. Now, there's a pickleball court where I live. It's a tennis court, and they have a pickleball court, too. Yeah. Do I venture out, because there's like 300 condos in my subdivision, along with the single family homes all the old women play the pickleball do i go full billy madison dodgeball and go out there or do the women kick my ass cuz i've never played
3: yeah probably i mean i think that's kind of the beauty of the sport as i understand it which is like you didn't the those guys were world class tennis players so if they could make people move around they would not a lot of moving in that clip No, you're right. It's kind of like the beauty of the game is like that you can do it
2: without. But like, so those courts in Venice Beach that we used to live by—yeah,
3: those are paddle courts.
2: So, and I know that. So, what's do you know the difference of the? The only thing I know
3: the difference of, and I don't know if there's a way that you can play. I wonder if those courts can be played for both. But if you look at this the clip that you showed. And if you look at the, the thing I was referencing with McEnroe, which is he stepped on the line, it looks like there's an area that's blocked off right by the net. You cannot enter that. I don't know if that's a full-time rule, if that's like a professional pickleball slam rule. I don't know much about the game, but that was the one thing that I was like, Oh, it seems like it would be exactly the same kind of court, a smaller tennis court, but I don't know for,
2: for sure. Gotcha, okay. So like, because I was just wondering. You
3: see that black yeah. area? Yeah, looks like they can't enter there. Ah, uh, that's why no one's going in. Gotcha, okay. I no, like. I don't this- know. If that, I don't know if that's a full time rule or not.
2: I like how this wasn't even for charity.
3: <laughs> that's great.
2: No, like it's just funny even to better. me. You would think like, oh, these guys are gonna do this for charity. Nope, they're like, dude, I need more money. Yeah, and they're just fuck it, we're gonna play. I'd like to play. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try it out. I'm into it. I think I'm. Gonna- I pl- my my uh,
3: sports, my career sports aspirations now that my athletic career is over is I want to do for bocce what everybody's doing for pickleball now. Start a professional bocce tour. Not lawn bowling. Not lawn bowling. Lawn bowling. Is there a difference? Yeah, big difference. What's lawn bowling? It's the same style of game, but lawn bowling happens on a bigger lawn.
2: Was is that what's on like 20th and Santa Monica Boulevard in Santa Monica? Okay.
3: Correct. In fact, I went over there one time, and I was like watching them play. And this guy's like, "Do you want to play?" And I was like, "I'm good. I was just checking it out." And I was like, "This is really cool, though." And I was like, this is a beautiful setup you guys got here. And he's like, have you ever played before? I was like, well, no, but my dad's Italian. And he did build us like a legit, serious bocce court in our backyard. Like, and he's like, it's not the same. This is way harder. This is way more serious. And I was like, all right, tap the brakes, old man. I'll defend my dead father here if I have to. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people think bocce is like played in a smaller thing, but actually you can play it. And like my dad, our I think our court was like 120 feet long, with big real ties with, you know,
2: rolled clay. And I mean, it was serious. It wasn't like my family. We had a bocce set that you just played in the grass. Right. No. No. The it serious Italian shit. And it wasn't right next to a jack-in-the-box, like that lawn bowling in Santa Monica. No. No, but, you know,
3: there's they, they have a bocce set up in San. They used to have a bocce set up in, uh, in Marine Park in Santa Monica. That was a little closer, but that was also grass. The real way, you got to get clay.
2: I never knew any of that. Watching the NBA games this weekend?
3: I watched a little bit of hoops.
2: We're coming down to the wire with this West Coast Western Conference uh, seedings, man. It's crazy. What, about four games left? Three games left?
3: Yeah. Mavericks have just about played themselves out of it.
2: Mavericks have lost three in a row, only won three of their last ten. Lakers, conversely, have won three in a row, won seven of their last ten. It's really coming down to the end.
3: And it's going to be fun because I think really what's going to make it interesting is not just the teams that get in, but the matchups of the play-in game. Mm -hmm. And then the matchups that get determined from it. Like I know, you know, there's you, you, we have like some, you know, the, the, the teams that are locked in, like, you know, the Kings aren't going anywhere. The Suns aren't going anywhere. Like they're not even, you know, there's not going to be a situation where they fall into playing games. But right now, you know, Clippers are five and Phoenix is four. That's, but, Uh, Golden State and the Clippers are essentially tied. Like a Phoenix Golden State series, wild. The team that gets to draw, the team that manages to be the sixth seed that ends up playing Sacramento. I know everybody, I know this is the year for everybody to lose their mind. Sacramento, Sacramento, Sacramento. Sacramento. It's like That's a good call for somebody. I think whoever draws them, if it's if it's a team with experience, if it's if it's Lakers, Golden State, or even the clippers i think that's going to be a tough series for them just on experience alone yeah agreed and then you know a denver team right is is going to be a tough out for an 8 seed but again what if what if the lakers end up the 8 seed it's still a tough out but we're talking like i mean there's a lot of potential there for an upset you have ad you have lebron Like I still think Austin gives,
2: give give Austin Reeves some love, man. Yeah. Austin Reeves.
3: D'Angelo Russell. I dude, I I look forward to people. I look forward to the Lakers being uh, eliminated and a lot of the people being feeling upset about Austin Reeves getting disrespected at the end of the game.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Look how small my hands look on that screen. You can't even do the John Cena. No. Which is good. That's something they never talk about, holding the baby with small hands. It's a lot harder when you have baby hands, holding the baby with the baby hands. Just saying.
3: I mean, you're not palming the baby, right? Like you're not no. holding her by her head. Mostly hold doing the arms, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: But like they got all these new techniques on how to burp, and you're supposed to like it almost looks like you're like choking them. This is this is where the podcast is going now. Yeah, yeah, I'm learning so much, Prano. I love I
3: love the last minute of this podcast. Andy was like, I have a hard time choking my baby with my baby hands.
2: No, it looks like you're supposed to hold their dude. They've changed everything on how to burp, how to feed. And they're sh- they 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 are. Who's they're sh- they? Well, how they teach in the especially when your baby's in the NICU, they're very strict, is what I was about to say. They're like, you gotta hold them this way, hold them up like this, hold their like jawline to burp them, and then you pat them on the back. Things nobody gives a shit about right now. Uh. yeah, just just like that. Wednesday, nine year anniversary of the denting pray now for the record. Wow. Happy birthday, yeah. Eric Andre. <laughs> <laughs> I think he turns 40. Somebody tagged me. I love when I still get randomly tagged. I think he's throwing a big 40th birthday bash.
3: There was, I mean, it's it's crazy, dude, the world the way the world's. I mean, we 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 got to a point where the guy whose birthday party you got dented at was dating Emily Radikowski.
2: He was dating her.
3: Yeah, for a hot minute. Good for him. Yeah. She broke up with him when she found out that you were dented at his birthday party and he was not a caring soul.
2: I believe I was dented a few miles away from the party.
3: Yeah, but the butterfly effect of you going and drinking Jack and Cokes with like a live donkey or whatever the hell was going on at his birthday party.
2: <laughs> Lots of cocaine. I'll just say that much. Yeah, not not on my not on my totally end. Drugged. Not on my end. But no, anyway. if it was on your
3: end, you would have been fucking. You never would have fallen down. <laughs>
2: Oh, let me tell you the story about the guy who, uh, when I I was speaking of cocaine, when I was, I was working at Hotel Oceana, this guy won an Oscar. You forget that there's awards for every minute category. So this guy wins an Oscar and, uh. He literally just did cocaine all night by himself. German dude. It was for like some small short film. And I remember just thinking like, that's how you celebrated." He kept calling me up for room service. Like, that's how you're celebrating.
3: Yeah. Also, what was he ordering? Couldn't have been hungry. (laughs) He just. I need a schnitzel. (laughs) Dude, you okay?
2: He's like, am I okay? I won best sound editing. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That's what he won. Like best sound editing.
3: He's taking his trophy and breaking up rocks of cocaine.
2: Oh my God. Yeah, man. Wild times. So we're coming down to the end. Who do you think, as we look at this, though? Like, who do you like from the West, man? I feel like this is, this is totally up for grabs.
3: Honestly, I've never
2: seen it like that. Like in a long time.
3: I don't know. I think I really think that not just the matchups, but the path is going to be huge for the West. I think um, Milwaukee makes it out of the East. I, I think they do. I think they're the best team. Um, I just think they're like Giannis is so big, and like you're gonna have obviously a potential, uh, you know Embiid matchup, but also right now they're one and three, so you could avoid them entirely. Um, I think Milwaukee comes out of the East. The West, I think, is gonna be determined on the path. Uh, but I'll say this: it's crazy because. It's a, it's three teams and they're scattered through the thing. Like, I don't think Golden State goes back to the finals this year. In fact, I have a bet with Andy Lads that Golden State doesn't go back to the finals this year. I don't like the Clippers. Uh, they're too inconsistent to me. Sacramento, too young. Memphis, too much with the controversy. I mean, I think the Memphis has the potential of, you know, they they could they could certainly you know beat a team in the Western Conference Finals and go, but I I could see the, uh, Memphis knocked off earlier than they should be. Um, I I think Denver, Phoenix, Lakers, Lakers with a wide outside shot. But those are my three. If I had to scatter my money, those are the three teams I'd scatter my money on. I know it's crazy, and and I don't think the Lakers have a good chance. But again, path wise, matchup wise, what if they end up six? What if they end up six and and draw a Kings?
2: Have you? Did you? Speaking of Memphis, I'm sure you saw this. Did you see the old Ja Morant Instagram pics? I don't think so. You haven't seen these? No. Oh man, they're hilarious. You haven't seen these? So like, this is when he's a kid. And and I know you used to do jokes on this. I just want to preface this with, I'm not trying to like blast what someone did at 12 because I would have done the same thing. Right? Like you and I have talked about, like we would have done the same thing. But dude, these Instagram captions are so funny because he's so young. And someone found these, like, I don't know, a month ago. I see. Uh, now, are these from his Instagram?
3: Like, they're still up?
2: No. I don't think so. Oh, Ja Morant's old Instagram account from a decade ago has been unearthed. It says maybe he is just quoting rap lyrics, or maybe he's really from the hood. Either way, terrible timing. This happened again. This is, like, March 16th. And it's just, again, I'm prefacing it with like, uh, nobody's trying to, they're already out there. Nobody's trying to cancel the guys. so right. quote, unquote. And also, like, I would do dumb shit, too. I don't know uh, But you're just, you're going to laugh. We got to look at some of these. Just the captions.
3: Put, putting on my glasses <laughs> for this.
2: So there's this one, so
3: exclusive (laughs) twelve.
2: Cause disrespect me, I black as eye. That no lie, little little young jaw. We got that one. (laughs) We got this one.
3: That's amazing. It's not like it's a it's not like it's an offensive caption but it's it, it is insane to be under the picture of a
2: 9-year-old. <laughs> yeah. By the way, terrible lighting, young job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he took it in a, in a terrible angle. The caption says, "I just want to fuck your best friend for one night only."
3: And he took it inside a closet. <laughs> Or is he like? What's going on in the background? Is that like a? Is that like a?
2: Is it a strip club? He's eight. <laughs> like it looks school. like it's.
3: A, it looks like it's at an. Like he's at a He's at a in a bounce house. Like is he <laughs> at a McDonald's Fun Playland? Is he a Chuck E. Cheese in that picture? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I'll what bring else? you bitch to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> eat a puss like a rat. <laughs> You're like okay. Take it easy, bro.
2: These are amazing we, we got this one just John a car
3: Dave and Buster is more like Dave and bust in us if you know <laughs> what I'm saying you're like all right dude, just go get your fucking video game on.
2: This one's a caption I can't say
3: uh wait, go back to that one we don't have to say the caption but was that taken all, all, like was that taken on an old time? like was there a guy under a sheet that had to take that picture? <laughs> It looks like it looks like his brother may have gone back to nineteen fifty-five <laughs> and gotten into some trouble. It looks like he's disappearing.
2: Great Back to the Future reference right there. Okay. Oh, he's got a Brooklyn Nets hat on. Oh boy. Look at him. We got a little dress shirt, Brooklyn Nets hat. I'm on that good cushion alcohol. Oh, yeah, he's quoting some <laughs> rap lyrics. <laughs> Dude, these are amazing. <laughs> these are amazing. I don't think he's really high here. The caption says, "I high as fuck." I don't know. He does look pretty high. I think he's posing like
0: he's high. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How great are these? Yeah. Oh, this one's great. I, I can, can I can make
3: cocaine. That's <laughs> a that's a fucking that's a bold claim. I love that he's like, I can make cocaine. Shaka, see you at the beach brah <laughs> i can make cocaine brah
2: oh these are great man Cooks for life bro <laughs> oh these are these are
3: oh, okay let's i like the years where he just couldn't afford flash <laughs> yeah
2: this one he's pointing to the camera again no flash hate being sober
3: That's unfortunate because you're seven. So I'm pretty sure, unless we're talking about you getting amped up on a Capri Sun, that you are sober.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Good stuff, huh? Man. I'm shocked you hadn't seen those. No. I forgot about those. Yeah, those kind of made their rounds on uh, Black Twitter. I feel like you're at the precipice of Black Twitter. I'm shocked you missed that.
3: Dude, I'm too busy, you know, fighting with people uh, about Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and Mad Dog Russo in our TikTok comments. Oh, I haven't
2: gone lately. <laughs> is, there, is there some drama?
3: No, just, you know, boomers are on TikTok too. They're like, well, I'll be if he didn't miss all the games last year. He would have struck out 175 times.
2: Wait, so people are debating on TikTok Mike Trout having... 175 strikeouts one of his years.
4: Yeah.
3: One guy was like, this doesn't, you know, this, this, this doesn't prove mad dog. Rusa doesn't know based on like, it literally does literally proves that. No, it's it a lot funny. of, it. It, it, it's so funny. Like it doesn't matter what you put out there. Somebody's gonna have like, dude, the other one is the Jordan. You know, sewing his goat thing into everything like that—you can imagine the Jordan stands. This is a reach. I'm like, it's not a reach; it's a picture of of it. Like, well, I, I didn't Photoshop it. What a reach! What a reach! I'm literally showing it to you. This—it's—it's flat Earther shit. Like, reaching—I Re- didn't sew it, bro. Michael Jordan's.
2: I saw some of those comments, like I when you initially posted that. I saw some of that. I was laughing. Yeah. Well, speaking of the people, let's hear from our people. Do a little little round of dirt ball calls.
3: Yeah, let's do it.
2: All right. Hotline is three one oh three five nine eight three six five. This first call is non sports related. Give you a little preview before the show started. I want your take on this.
5: Hey Joe and Andy, this is Matthew again. Uh Made a call for Andy, but for this one, it's just for the dirt balls. Uh, I know that Joe was mentioning Apple Plus the other day with Ted Lasso, and it just made me remember how amazing Apple Plus is. Uh, This is not sponsored by any means, but, I mean, gosh, out of all the streaming services, I want to know what is your favorite. I know you've mentioned it once before, but, I mean, there's a lot of new stuff. My, My favorite has to be Apple Plus. Original series-wise, you've got, like, you got Ted Latho, you've got Severance, you've got Schmigadoon, you, you've got uh, whatever the one Maya Rudolph is in, and you have these uh, amazing, amazing movies uh, like Cherry with Tom Holland, you have uh, Tom Hanks with, like, that robot, the dog, or whatever it was. Um, every, everything so far that I've watched on there has been absolutely amazing. Uh,
2: so I would say it's Apple plus, but the con- Okay. I don't know what happened. Uh, no, that's interesting. I don't know. It stopped anyway. He's big on Apple plus for the record. If you can't name the movies, are they that good? First, first, first thing <laughs> he's, got Two got that, of them-
3: he's got that, uh, that Tom Hanks robot movie. I got to say in defense of, I, I love Apple plus. I think Apple plus is great. It's really, really, I think what's, what's, Here's my argument for Apple Plus, even though I don't think it is the single maybe the single best streaming service, but I think the argument for is top to bottom quality. It's HBO. uh, No, no, no. I would say top to bottom quality, it's Apple Plus. And what I and what I mean by that is you don't go on Apple Plus and see a lot of bad content. I think Apple Plus does a great job. With their originals of making really, really, really good stuff. If you go on Netflix, you go from like things that are amazing to things that are crap. And I think Apple Plus has amazing quality of originals top to bottom. I think maybe just not as much of a selection at this point uh, as some other things. In fact, I'll put it out there hashtag no Punchline. I would like to have the first Apple Plus comedy special. Why are we, you're 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 an elite streaming service? No comedy specials? At, at Apple TV, everybody. Let Prato punchline. You guys should have and and have a have a real quality one, you know? Have a real quality one. My hour's ready to go. Um, but I would agree with you. I think if you were talking about what has the most great content, it's HBO Max. Yeah. Because, but now at the same time, HBO Max isn't just a streaming service, right? HBO, the majority of things on HBO Max are HBO shows, which True. at this point is basically the same thing, right? Um, but like, for example, Hacks, which I think is really, really good, is just an HBO Max show, I believe. I don't think you could watch it on HBO if you had it as a channel. So, but i think if you were t- if you were looking at hbo max you would have more things that are great than you do on apple but maybe not the batting average wouldn't be as high right does that make sense
2: yeah well like that's my thing is like the best original content slash if you're going to have the best array of good movies as far as variety, it's going to be HBO Max, the, dude. Apple Plus, okay. I don't have it anymore. I was never that impressed. You're saying things. I, Schmigadoo sounds like a term for calm. I don't even Schmigadoo. know what you. I don't even know what you're talking about, man. Right. It's like oh, I schmigadooed that girl last night. You I, didn't even
3: I, mention shrinking. Shrinking's really good. Um. Uh. That that's a new one. That's got um. Uh, what's the dude from How I Met Your Mother? And Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel you know Matt Knutson Knutson had a had a part on it um it's executive produced and written by Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso Harrison Ford's on it um it's really good uh i think actually uh, i'm excited to watch that Tetris movie that they have okay. i'm excited yeah. to watch um there's a couple of other new things cuz i i browse around um you know with, especially with Ted, Ted Lasso being back that shrinking and Ted Lasso over the things that got me back on there but like in my opinion it makes the best quality stuff like I, I don't think you put on a lot of stuff that you see on Apple TV and you're like wow this is crap whereas like Netflix has some crap Yeah, Hulu has some crap Well, you know
2: um, but that, that one movie that one movie he mentioned Goldberg's sister wrote that that Tom Holland movie Okay. Cherry. I haven't watched Not it. Not that I could get a part in it or anything. <laughs> I'm pretty just sure. to meet Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Goldberg's sister wrote that. But I just pulled up streaming. You know the sound
3: Spider-Man makes when he's swinging through the air?
5: Yeah!
2: <laughs> <laughs> so... I just pulled up top streaming services by subscribers. Mm, Obviously,
3: is- if you're one of the, if you're a nerd, it's probably Disney Plus, right? You're like Marvel, Star Wars. Well,
2: Netflix still leads the world. It, it, this is in users. In users. Then Amazon Prime, then Disney Plus. Amazon Prime is a It's it is So here's my thing with Amazon Prime. I But like- you got football. My, my thing with Amazon Prime is like original series are pretty schmigadoo. But like they, they'll hit on like a genre of like 80s movies or stuff right. like that. Right. Like, oh, I can watch Roadhouse or some, you know, all the Back to Futures at times. Listen, I'd
3: like to work with him. If anybody wanted to give me a show, I think we could up the quality of all of it. So I, I'm not trashing anybody. But I think what the what the big thing is like Sometimes it, it just feels like people spread themselves too thin. Like you got, you get, there's some, there's some stuff on Amazon. You're like, how did this get made?
2: Yeah. No, for sure.
4: And keep Netflix, in mind, I go,
3: at this point I go on Netflix and I, 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 and then I immediately turn it off again. Like I, I can't think of the last thing I went on Netflix was like, yeah,
4: Netflix. so, so
2: here's an example of Netflix versus like HBO you love like,
3: yourself some true crime documentaries
2: well but here's the deal my girlfriend and i watched both the hbo and the netflix documentaries on the murdall family right dude hbo's blew their out of the blue netflix's out of the water i'm sorry it just did and i'm not trying to like, diss netflix because there's some things i like but it was the same it was the same thing with uh who's the girl who who tricked everybody in Silicon Valley. Elizabeth Holmes? Yeah. The HBO one was, I don't know if Netflix did one or if I'm thinking of the Hulu series, but again, HBO, like, I don't know. I'm an HBO stan. I actually watched, did you watch House of Dragon? Also,
3: HBO HBO Max is acquiring things. True. Right? Did you watch House of Dragon? I did. It's me. It's fine.
2: It grew on me. I I, I struggled at first.
3: Yeah, it got way better once they were older. That's for sure.
2: It got way better. Yeah. But
3: it was meh. Like,
2: would you watch the second series? Probably. Or second season?
3: But, like, I'm always looking for some shit to watch.
2: Okay. All right, let's get to another another call here. Hey, guys.
0: This is Jose calling from San Diego, California. First-time caller long-time listener, just had a quick question, man. What's up with these ESPN commentators and, you know, all these guys trying to make this uh, Lamar Lamar Jackson uh, whole deal, trying to make it about race and trying to make it about, you know, he got paid and this guy deserves to get paid why isn't anybody just acknowledging it's just a bad deal? It's just a really bad deal. And, you know, I don't know how else to put it. You don't, you know, guarantee so much money to a guy that is just, you know, gets hurt and it's, you know, in he gets hurt every year. So I know you guys are tired of talking about it. I'm tired of talking about it, but I just, I'm just so confused why nobody is just, you know, bringing it up that it's a bad deal. So, yeah, guys, thank you for uh, taking my call And uh, condoms of for these ESPN guys, you know, trying to, be uh, I guess you could say, uh, trying to mess up these franchises. Thanks, guys.
2: Well, that's why, for that, uh, to me, that's, like one, why you don't watch ESPN, Jose, that'd be, that'd be my response. Like I, I have found it interesting. I know I feel, I do feel like we're the only ones just saying this is a bad, like, I don't know why I, everyone's well, not saying that.
3: So, I mean, there's, I think there's two different qu- sort of answers to the same question here. And one is, and this will prob this will probably piss off people who listen to our show. Who don't like me who have called me woke before and whatever which is they're gonna be like oh Prano's saying this which is um i think a lot of that conversation is about starting a conversation online and having a uh, people yell at each other about it and have whatever and and to me this th- this is my opinion personally um i have been clearly outspoken about a number of situations that I think are about race, you know, like, I think the Colin Kaepernick thing was not like, I think anybody who thinks, who defends that with like, Oh, you look at his numbers. He threw four picks in that one game. I'm like, you're a racist. Like, why are we, why are we pretending that this wasn't about his protests? Um, I said the other day, I think that people, I think if you do the deep dive, on the people who say, I just don't like the NBA anymore. It's just one-on-one and they're whatever. It's like, do the deep dive. I prefer college basketball. I think it's better. You think it's better? I think that's about race. I think the Caitlin Clark thing that happened, the, the conversation that happened yesterday, the one girl literally doing the same exact taunt and then being called classless. I think that's Dave Portnoy being racist. Like maybe not like, in his mind, he isn't, but the reason one pisses him off and the other doesn't is racism. At the same time, I think the there are some people that believe that about the Lamar Jackson situation, and then I think there are some people that are just saying it. Because I think if you really take a moment, you can say, it's just about the guarantee. They don't want to play the guarantee. If they didn't want to have a black quarterback, then they wouldn't have had one for <laughs> the last five years. They didn't wouldn't have had to, they didn't have to draft him. Like this isn't about race.
2: All three this, Baltimore quarterbacks last year were black. All three.
3: Right, but it's also specifically like, Patrick Mahomes is black. Jalen Hurts is black. Like, th- like Kyler Murray is black. Deshaun Watson is black. Like. All the people that you're comparing him to. Like, Russell Wilson. How, yeah. How come Kyler Murray is going to get this deal? And Deshaun Watson is going to get this deal. But Lamar Jackson won't. Well, now you've just, you've completely torn down your thing. And and unfortunately, that is where certain people who point to things and say, you're all race baiting and blah, blah, blah. It's, it, it's stories like this that give those people a leg to stand on. Now I think that those people are also pieces of shit because they try to turn stories that are about race and pretend like this is just what ESPN does. But this is like why ESPN shouldn't do this because then it gives those claims in situations that are about race. uh, You know, it it takes legitimacy away from that. And that's in my opinion, the difference between our show and my opinion on certain situations as, as opposed to like, what an ESPN would be doing or conversely the other side, like a, a clay Travis or a whatever would be doing. They play the opposite thing. Some of these situations are about race. I don't think that this one is, I don't think John Harbaugh like, okay. Drafting a guy and then had his entire quarterback room, black guys just to not pay a black guy. This guarantee that because he's racist, like that's, that's insane
2: like i have i guess because i don't pay attention i haven't seen too much of that stuff with with the race I, I i think it's yeah it's just a matter of them maybe trying to garner clicks whoever's saying that but and again it's, i it's,
3: think that there are some people who believe it when they say in certain situations but i think that's the that's the difference between like having a good take and having a hot take like if that's your instinct do a little bit
2: of work on it Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's instantly debunked. The the top three highest-paid quarterbacks right now are black. So, like, it's instantly debunked. Like, instantly. Instantly debunked. The entire Baltimore Ravens quarterback room is black. So, it's like, you you know, it's, it's just injury, man. It's just injury. And I think maybe the race thing comes into play, you know, with the whole debate. Are you a running back? Are you a quarterback? And all that, which for sure has been traditionally stigmatized on black quarterbacks. There's, there's no doubt about that. And there's a history there and there's, there's no doubt about racial elements coming into play with the history. But that's a
3: racial element of that's like the, uh, almost like a reverse racial element in that, like black guys are more athletic and therefore can run like, and when it's like, Oh, they're not more they're like, it, but it's like, they tend to be like, if you look at the NFL, it's a league that's 75% black. And like, when's the last time we had a white corner? When's the last time we had a white all pro corner? When's the last time you Jason know what C. I mean? Like, yeah. But you you look at stuff like that, it's like there's some part of it, it's like we can talk about race when it comes to certain things. And it's like Daniel Jones is a running quarterback right now, and he's white. I mean, they call him vanilla vic. Like that, there's racial t- undertones to just that 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 nickname. Why is he Vanilla Vic? Why isn't he just, uh, uh, you know, Archie Manning 2.0 or something like that? Why isn't he like Fran Runnington? He's Vanilla Vic. Like there's there's racism or like a racial conversation around a lot of that stuff. But like black quarterbacks having the ability to run isn't a diss because it's happened with guys like Jalen hurts and guys like Kyler Murray and guys like Lamar Jackson and guys like that. That's not a diss, but also what comes with that is again, the flip side of it is you're more likely to get hurt. Whether you're a white running quarterback or a black running quarterback, Daniel Jones has already been hurt more than Eli Manning was ever hurt his entire professional career for the New York football giants. He's already been hurt more. It comes with it. So the idea that you don't want to pay a guy, who wants a specially high amount of guaranteed money, who plays a style of game that gets you more hurt. It does. There's that doesn't have any racial reasoning behind it.
2: Yeah. And I think at this point, most people who follow the game closely know this, like, like, Again, when Arthur Blank finally said it out loud as an owner saying, dude, he missed five games and then he missed six games. It's a lot of guaranteed money. That's what every single owner, guys, it's no different than any other job. If, if let's say I'm a teacher again, right? Let's say I go back to being a teacher. Do they want to pay me a full salary if I miss a week every month? Well, what's the difference? Like they're, they're not going to, it's the same thing. They don't want to pay me a full salary of guaranteed money. If I'm saying I'm taking off every Friday, all school year, I'm a teacher. No, I don't like working Fridays. I'm taking off every Friday. They're not going to pay me this. It's the same exact thing. Put it in any other profession.
3: And I think to just like you know, to answer the question is like, why is it is just like in the, the political spectrum in, when you look at sports media, you have fringe guys that are both doing the same thing as would, as are happening in politics that are literally like on the outskirts, making everything a a racial thing or making everything a racial thing in the other way. Right? Like the idea that again, like a Clay Travis type is like woke ESPN. It's like, dude, you are just, you're, you're so much further on the, on the, the far end of the spectrum from an ESPN that like, how, how dare you even say that? But I will say you look at a thing like ESPN, like the greatest thing that ever happened to ESPN. Who has the rights to the women's basketball tournament is for there to be a conversation about race regarding last night's women's final game. There were they, the, the, the head of ESPN wakes up this morning, jacking off that he could put it on every single show.
2: Well, speaking of that, this just in it, it what you know, we talked about, will she ever, will Caitlin Clark ever play in front of more people live watching on TV, 9.9 9 million viewers, most watched women's college basketball game on record.
3: And listen, I, I listen, I think there's a racial element to that number. I think there's absolutely a racial element to that number, like bottom line. And I think there's a racial element to how upset people are about the calls when one team's winning and one team's. But, but losing. why
2: like why would there be I don't think there's a racial element. I think I think there's a historic run by one player. I mean, there could be like like under here's the thing. You don't know like subconsciously, maybe. Like, yeah, like
3: subconsciously, but like, if you,
2: if I don't think if, there's an overt, like, Hey, I got, you know, the white girl from Iowa. Like you think, you think, you think that, yes, yes. you think no, there's now, somebody, no,
3: I, I don't. Well, first of all, I think that there's obviously always going to be fringe people who like truly take like the, like the word pride, like there's like white pride. Right. But also I think that that's just something that like, even on, um, even on like a like really subconscious level, like I think that there's like I think Steve Nash might be my one of my favorite players in NBA history because he's also a six four white guy that clearly smokes weed. Like you know what I mean? Like seeing a little bit of myself in Steve Nash, and also enjoying his game and being like a pass first guy. Like I think there's an element of that that's like. Where I'm like, yeah, that's, that, that, that's, that's my favorite point guard of all time right there. Like, I think that there's, e- even if it's not like I, people, somebody saying like, I don't like black people. It's somebody saying, I like to see that.
2: Well, you know re- what I mean? It's relatability.
3: Yeah. But also, I mean, if you look at the vitriol and the conversations that are going on around her doing it and then the other girl doing the cena thing, like that's that's the most out and out like racist conversation. That's like pr- pretending not to be a racist conversation when the people are doing it in the first place. And then you see people like Keith Olbermann, who's like a, you know, a lot of people dub like a liberal woke, whatever he dives in on the class side and then like backtracks. Cause he's like, Oh, you know what? I wasn't watching women's basketball before that. I didn't know she did that first. Cause God forbid he ends up on the same side as like David Portnoy or fucking Clay Travis.
2: I love when people backtrack. By the way, I love about a, a backtrack. I didn't know. You here's my thing. You don't always have to weigh in. Uh, that's always my social media advice to people. Like you don't have to weigh in on something you like. Like I was, I didn't know anything about this, and last night I hopped on. I didn't know actually until you told me that it was John Cena who did the hand wave and sorry. And I didn't know that Caitlin Clark did it first.
3: And to me, like, listen to me, when as a giants fan, for example, when teams scored against the giants in the Victor Cruz days, and they saw I was just like, Yep. I, you got to take that on the chin. You know what I mean? It's annoying and it bothers you. But, but, but like, that's just, that's just part of the deal. They're going to, they score, they're going to fucking salsa. It, they're blowing you out. Some guy's going to dance in the end zone. You just got to take that on the chin. Like, that's just part of the deal. So, like, to me, and again, I don't necessarily think you have, you have, anti fucking whatever race things in your, in your bunker, or you're like wearing a hood out to uh, to fucking a clan meeting. But if you wrote yesterday or today, Caitlin Clark did it for one second. And this other girl did it for 10 seconds. I think somewhere deep, maybe subconscious, like this is a racial thing to you. Like, why are you, why are we defending one person's right to do like, to me, as a Giants fan, I was also like, yeah, well, I guess I'm going to have to watch opponents fucking salsa every goddamn time they score a touchdown against us now. I guess that's just part of my life, and I hate it, but, you know, we made our bed. We got to sleep in it, but, like, when ESPN saw that that was the conversation this morning, I I, I mean, I legit think he, like, the 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 ceo fucking jacks off
2: he's like well well of course it's ratings it's clicks i, yeah, I mean exactly. it, it's all money yeah all that all they see all you know uh, that's all people care about is, is when
3: a guy like emmanuel acho sees that like is talking about he's like time for me to craft a tweet yeah now i that doesn't necessarily think that doesn't necessarily mean I don't even know what I have him I have him blocked, I think, or muted because he's just like, you know, to me, he's he's uh he's like a clay travis, you know, counter thing. Like I don't want to be involved in what's his that, background
2: is he played in the NFL?
3: Yeah, for eight minutes. Um but like that doesn't mean his take is wrong. I don't I don't know what it is because I didn't see it, but I guarantee you he had one. Cause that's, that's the bat signal for both sides is now we can, now we can have this argument. And to me, sometimes it's right. And sometimes it's wrong. And I, you know, me, I'm not afraid to be loud and proud about what I think. I've never been afraid to give somebody my opinion, but the difference is I don't think that the Lamar Jackson situation is a race situation. I very much think this women's basketball fucking John Cena situation is a racial thing. And, and that's that, that's the difference between guys like us and guys who are like, we're every single time. This is the side I'm on.
2: I just think that more people need to put on their Nike air monarchs and cut the grass. Cause it's awesome. <laughs> they're actually not that comfortable not to
3: well, no shit Andy <laughs> are they yeah. a little heavy a little heavy They got a, they got they got a pretty serious arch
2: doesn't mean that I'm not rocking them every time I cut the grass a little heavy yeah, yeah. this next call I'm gonna it's play. like when you
3: for if you you for you force a guy in their fifties or 60s to like try on some like uh like you know Hyperlights or whatever. So, like, they're like, well, I don't even. I can't even feel them. I'm floating in the air."
2: Yeah. All right. So this next call is an interesting one. I'm gonna, gonna play, and I don't know if I'm gonna regret it, but I'm playing it.
4: You number one, Austin Dirtball KT coming at you. So I just want to tell you a quick story about little well, bar scene action last night it has to do with Ohio, it has to do with Chili. One of my boys who's visiting, he talks to some chicks. He learned they were from Ohio. He comes up to like Yo, can you hear your best line about Ohio? I'm like, Yo, this is right up my fucking alley. I've been listening to Dirty Sports for like eight to ten years now, it feels like. I'm like, Yo, talk to them about fucking Gold Star Chili slop on spaghetti. Word the fucking God, guys. You went up to them? And Fucking use that as his line pickup line and he fucking pulled because of Gold Star Chili, Ohio Swap. Where when I went up to them I was kinda of like creeping from the from the back. I saw on their phone just pictures of fucking Gold Star four way chili. It was it was wild. But yeah, I just wanted to tell that quick story. Nothing really
2: Okay. So hold on. I got first of all, like slop have you have you had it? Like, have you had it, man?
3: I mean, like, to be to, in defense of him, which I don't even know if he was like trashing it or not. But I mean, what what's a what is it called when a word sounds like it's what's that thing?
2: I should know. This is a onomatopoeia. Is that onomatopoeia?
3: I think so. You know. Like thwap, it's like the it's like the Batman yeah. thing, you know. No, like Thwap I, no. is thwap.
2: Oh, I, I don't like really care. I, I'm laughing. Uh, I know,
3: but I'm just saying. You take chili, you throw it onto spaghetti. It's making a slop. That's, it a is. Sl- that's slop. Yeah, is it slop or is it slap? It might slap and be slop, but it's definitely slop. Now it's up to you to determine whether or not that slop slaps.
2: Yeah, it's onomatopoeia. That's right. So, and I your don't to
3: food slap or smack.
2: Look, so his but, boy got his boy got laid because he gave him the gold star line.
3: Yeah, I mean, what he sh- like? I don't know if we're even allowed to. If if we, I know we can talk about gold star, and then we can talk about gold star and the chili that will not be named. We can on talk this about show. them
2: too. Yeah, we can talk about them. Okay,
3: but I mean, I think I think if, if for future reference, like. I think the easiest line ever was like, you see some girls from Ohio. It's it's gold star skyline. Yeah, for sure. Well, well also, uh, and maybe our caller was just like, I'm not going to mention the other one, which is great. Even better.
2: I have a feeling you mentioned the other one. The other one's more popular. Yeah. I'm not stupid, but like, that's hilarious for the record. You guys don't even know, like people. I'd this, have
3: been like, "Which? What's your favorite river to have caught fire?" I'd be like, that's "Are you Cleveland. Ohio? Are you a Cuyahoga?"
2: No, no, the rivers, to my knowledge, are not caught on fire down here. We don't have that yet. Like, we don't have that. What you should have said, and you should have been like, "Look, you might not be into the chili from Gold Star, but they have delicious shakes and." Hamburgers. Like, what,
3: you, should, you should have been like, what part of Ohio are you from? Are you from Andy Ruther's part of Ohio are you from Randy Ruther's part of Ohio? Are you an Andy or where are you on the Andy-Randy divide?
2: Dude, you talk about a divide. The people who draw the line in the sand on Gold Star versus Skyline is insane to me. Now that I see it on Gold Star's Twitter right, and have access... That is not a hill anyone should die on. A chili hill. Chili? We're not talking steaks. We're not talking prime rim. We're talking chili. We're not talking
3: boneless wings versus bone bone in wings. We're I talking like chili.
4: Boneless
3: wings. you see a guy like sued somebody over the boneless? Like, did we already talk about this? Some guy like I didn't know sued. A lawsuit. Yeah, some guy like sued like Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever over like false advertising because the wings, boneless wings, aren't actually wings. You didn't sue for anything now, man. Uh, yeah, you know what I would have. You know what I would have been if I was the defense attorney on that lawsuit. I would have let it go to court, and then my opening statement would have been like, "Oh, is this your claim?" You got duped by boneless buffalo wings. I got I got fucking even bigger news from you. They're not from buffaloes, guy. It's chicken. The whole name is a fucking sham.
2: Here's what's so interesting about the wing discussion. You have two crazy debates going on. You have boneless versus bone in and blue cheese versus ranch. Well,
3: I don't. to, To me, that's not even a real debate. That's not a debate.
2: It's blue cheese. Blue right? cheese. You got some ranchers, man. Yeah, but they're wrong.
5: Now,
3: <laughs> now you what you what your argument can to me? If you're a bone-in guy, now listen. You know me, Andy. I, I feel the I feel the same way about the boneless bone-in debate as I do about the race conversation, uh, Lamar Jackson versus this versus that versus capital, like whatever. It's like, listen, I'm going to base this on what I'm feeling in the moment, what I'm in the mood for, where am I going next? Do I want my hands dirty? Is this place provide, does this look like a place that provides wet wipes? If I go to, if I go to Buffalo wild wings, I'm getting both, you know? So I just, I'm judging a lot of things here. Now you could argue with me, Bone boneless wings are not wings to which I say, I don't give a fuck. Call them nuggets, call them tendies, call them, you know, whatever you want. I don't care. Sometimes I want that. Okay. Blue cheese. You go to Buffalo, New York, where the wings are. They, they might offer you ranch these days, but that ain't that. It, that is not from there. That's some Midwest, South, fucking California shit. Ranch? You go to whatever place in Buffalo, Anchor Bar or whatever supposedly started, where the wing started, they're going to be like, you're wrong. You, sir, are wrong. Well, that's a can Now, you can say, I prefer it. Yeah. And I want to be wrong, and I'm okay with that.
2: Well, I'm hungry now. Let's wrap up the show. Yeah. 310-359-8365. That is our hotline. Give us a ring, share your thoughts, follow us on social at the dirty sports.
3: I am at Joe Prano on all social media except for Twitter, why I am still at fix your life. Um but now the whole verified thing, maybe I'll see if I can steal that at Joe Prano at some point, you know, now I'm worried about losing my check or anything like that. Uh, I'm also going to be in Vegas next week. Comedy seller in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Rio two shows every night, Monday to Sunday, the April 10th through the 16th, uh, Monday, the 17th, I'll be at Dodger stadium for Dodger Mets. Tuesday, the 18th, Throckmorton Theater in San Rafael, Marin County, California, just north of San Francisco. Wednesday, the 19th, I'll be in uh, San Francisco at uh, Killdozer and some other shows. And then I'll probably be attending the Mets Giants game on 420, bro. So come check me out and uh, just follow me on Instagram for more show Announcements. I'm sure I'll be having more here in Southern California. And for those of you on the East Coast, uh, specifically up in my neck of the woods, the 914 203 area, the Westchester, the Connecticut, the downstate areas of New York and Connecticut, got a show in the works. Looking like June. Stay tuned. Coming to
2: see you. Word. All right. That's our show. Thanks for sticking with us. Again, video is available on Spotify. So you guys can check that out. Have a great week. We'll see you guys on Thursday. And as always, stay dirty.